Hello and welcome to Faith Builders Live. We are so excited to have you here with us this evening. Before we get kicked off with Pastor Paul, who has an amazing word for you tonight, we have just a couple things I wanted to remind you of. Every Sunday during our 10.30 a.m. service, our youth meet back in the Aftermath Youth Church facility for their very own service. So they can get checked in right at 10.30 and then hang out until service starts. To stay up to date with all the awesome things we have going on here at Faith Builders Church, you can follow us on social media and you can download our church app right from our website. If you'd like to give your tithes and offerings online, you can click the link in the description or you can go to our website at www.fbimaz.com forward slash give. Again, thank you for joining us tonight. We're so excited you're here. Now, here's Pastor Paul. Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. Man, you're a good-looking crowd. <laughs> I wish I could see you, but praise the Lord. If you haven't been back to church recently, we want to invite you to our main services on Sunday morning, uh, both at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We're, we're, I mean, just having amazing services here at the Faith Builders Church location, located at 949 East Bell Road. Of course, those of you who prefer to watch online, continue to do so and continue to share what you see uh, in your uh, social media platforms as well. You know, if it's blessing you, it's probably going to bless someone that you know as well. So I want to continue on. We talked, uh, started a brand new series uh, last week, Come and Follow Me. This is the clarion call of Christ. And we talked a lot about, um, you know, doing what was right and, you know, bringing heavenly things into earth. Uh, we talked about clothing ourselves with peace and, you know, with, with all of the good things that God has and love and, and patience and so on and so forth. To forgive, you know, quickly, not allow, you know, these uh, little things that are going to get in our way to, or these obstacles to prevent us from doing what God's called us to do. You know, God's given you a measure of faith. God's given you ability in your body to go out and do something with that faith. And you know what, no matter what the, the, the physical abnormalities are, you know, no matter if it's a, a doctor in a white coat, no matter if it's a, you know, a, a loss of customers in your business, no matter if it's you know, being infected with COVID, no matter the color of your skin, no matter what, no matter what, you've got to realize that you can endure, you can overcome, you can become the answer that this world needs, but it's going to take tenacity. It's going to take a willingness, dig down deep inside of yourself when things don't seem to be moving and just say, you know what? I'm going to do this for Christ. These are the desires that he put into my heart. And you know what? If they're there, I've got, I've got faith and I've got the ability to go out and, 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 and make this a reality. And you know what? If I go out and make something a reality, I'm going to bump into needs, bump into circumstances that otherwise would not have been possible without me getting up and doing something for Christ. And I'll tell you, if you're the creator of those needs, then those needs need to bend their need to you because you're the creator of them. You went out there. You took the desire of your heart. You put it to action. You put your faith into place. You prayed to God, and God heard those prayers, and God will cause you to overcome every need that you have as it relates to the desires of, his, of your heart that God put there and, and you're acting on on a consistent basis. I want to open with this scripture. It's found in Luke chapter 9, 57 through 62. 
It says, as they were walking along, some said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Didn't we all say that when we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior? I mean, when we were born again, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. And man, we start following him and we got blessed, you know, as, as little baby Christians. And, and I mean, it was just an amazing time. It, well, I know it was for me. But I also know that as, as, as those, those desires in my heart began to become more and more realized that God had placed there, man, I got to go out here and do something about this. And what I discovered was is that most people didn't seem to care about the desires that God put in my heart. You know why they didn't care? It wasn't because God didn't care. It was because I didn't care. You say, well, what do you mean you didn't care? Well, if I'm not willing to put my faith out there to make it happen, and I'm not willing to do whatever it takes to get it done, I don't care much. But as soon as I could realize that God gave me that measure of faith to manifest the desires that he put in my heart, and that he gave me the corresponding action to get it done, man, alive, I just started to grow like wildfire. I've seen many people in our congregation grab a hold of the same revelation and really say, wow, you know, I, I have to trust that the desires in my heart are of God, particularly if they line up with the word of God, right? God wants to bless you. God wants you to, to receive things from heaven down on earth. God wants you to build his kingdom, not with your, your, your you know, accolades, not with, you know, uh, you know, all your diplomas, not with just your hard work and all that kind of stuff. No, he wants you to fight the good fight of faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. Let's read on. It says, but Jesus replied, foxes have dens and live in, they live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to even lay his head. He said to another person, come and follow me, he said. Lord, First, let me go and do something else. <laughs> but Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you. But let me first go say goodbye to my family. Or let me say goodbye to this or that or the other. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and that's the come follow me, right? Anyone who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, that, that does not mean that you're not going to heaven. What he's talking about is we're, we're to bring the kingdom of heaven here to earth. You're not fit to do that. If you're going to you know, say, hey, Jesus, I, I follow you, but then, you know, look back at all of the things that are missing and broken in your life and, and oh man, you know, maybe now is not the right time. You know, maybe I'll come back to church later. Maybe I'll, I'll fight this, you know, battle that I'm facing later. You know, it'd just be easier for me to give up right now and, you know, just kind of put my tail between my legs and, and go the other way. But I'm here to tell you that whatever God has planted in your heart, those desires in your heart that are there, those things are more precious than gold. Those are the things that God will use as a catalyst for change in your life as you go out and pursue those things. God wants to do things beyond what you can currently think or currently understand. He wants to bring you into places of His glory, but He's not going to be able to do that if, if you easily give up, if you easily give in. One thing I know about myself 
is that no matter what I will face, no matter what Pastor Paul, me, will face, you know, it, it, it could be life-threatening. It, it could be just about anything. I'm going out in a blaze of faith, <laughs> okay? I'm going out doing everything I can do to get to yes and amen because I believe. Not, well, maybe. Not, well, you know, if, 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 if this works out or that works out. Forget all that stuff. I'm not going to focus on my circumstances. I'm not going to focus on the problem. I'm going to continue to focus on this incredible call that's in front of me to continue to follow Christ. That doesn't mean I abandon taking medications and, you know, doing the right things for my family and, you know, all of those kinds of things. No, you do what you know to do, but don't just do it out of necessity. Do it out of faith, knowing that God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. You got to have, I mean, incredible life-changing faith. If Christ can heal a leper, if Christ can grow a brand new leg out of somebody, you know, if Christ can, you know, be resurrected from the grave, if Christ can, you know, call Lazarus from the grave, I mean, none of the problems that most of us are watching are as significant as that, but Christ did it like, like that, and he wants to do it for you. But you're going to have to have that measure of faith to receive that. And Christ will meet you right where you're at. You're not, in and of yourself, you're not, you don't have the, the amount of, of power to achieve what I'm talking about. But in your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ that goes beyond your limitations, I'm telling you, you have access to heavenly things and God will do what he says he will do but you can't give up. You can't get depressed. You can't, you know, let yourself get anxious. You've got to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And in the beginning, it's going to be really, really hard. But I promise you, if you keep practicing that over and over and over again, all of a sudden, it'll no longer be you who's living, but the Christ who lives within you. And you will find your breakthrough. I, it doesn't matter how great it is. I'm telling you, Jesus overcame the world because he knew we could not do it in and of ourselves. And he shares the glory of his, I mean, accomplishment, his desire of his heart, his willingness to have faith and put it to action to overcome the world. He's sharing that with us. Let's read Romans 12 and verse 1. And it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters... I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Give your body to God. Because, all he has, because of all He has done for you, already done for you, give your body to Him because of all the things He has already accomplished through Christ. It says, let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. The kind He God will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. I know we come into the sanctuary and we lift our hands and we sing our songs and, you know, we worship God that way. But listen, Christ didn't come just to be worshipped. Hear me by the Spirit of God. He came to empower you, I mean, to go out and follow Him and to do what He's called you to do so that you would have a need to worship Him. 
God, I need you in my life. God, I don't know how I'm going to escape this situation. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this debt. I don't know how I'm going to restore my family. I've done everything that I know to do, but I worship you. You see the difference there? Can you see the difference there? I hope the next time you come in the sanctuary to worship God, you come, I mean, with with, with persecution. I mean, come in with with circumstances and turmoil that have been caused by your, your faith and your willingness to go out and serve God and come in this place and say, you know what, I need God today. I need, I need a touch by His Holy Spirit today. I can't go another day. I can't go another second. Many of you have done this for your own lives, but have you ever considered doing what I'm talking about for the kingdom of God, for the, your local church? Man, oh man, I'll tell you, if we had people on fire like that, we'd have no need in the church. It wouldn't have to just be up to the pastor or the leader in the church. We'd all be leaders. We'd all be, you know, the arm, the leg, the eye, the hand, the finger, the toe, the liver, the heart, the whatever it is that God's calling you to become, not to be a little heart, to be a big heart, right? To be a strong heart. You know, it, you, you can be an ear. You've you got to be a great ear. You've got to be a great listener and a, you know, ability to hear things, you know. Whatever the role is that God has given to you, it's for a purpose. And the more the church can grab a hold of this, the more powerful the church will become and not just, you know, focused on a few people to do all the, the kingdom work. Not, not to just get involved for a short time, but to get in for the long haul. Once and for all, I challenge all of you, come and follow Christ. Come and follow Him. Luke 14, 35, or 25 to 35. It says, a large crowd was following Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody say, following Jesus. The large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison hate everyone else. Your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Now, now we started this with a loud, large crowd following Jesus. So now he's turning around to that crowd, and I can just imagine him with his eyes just connecting with people in that crowd and telling them what it's going to take to become a disciple of his. It says, but don't begin until you count the cost, Jesus said. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. I can remember being in uh, Mexico. We were on this beautiful island, uh, Jennifer and I, for our anniversary. It was amazing. The most beautiful place I've ever seen. And we started to explore that island. We came around one side of the island and there were a number of buildings that were built there, but they never finished them. And I'm telling you, here you have paradise, and then you have these multi-story 
hotel buildings that were started probably five, ten years before then, but then they didn't have the ability to finish them. I tell you, that really took away from, hear this by the Spirit of God, that structure, the way it was left, took away from the beauty that God had already established on that island. I want you to really think about your role in the kingdom of God. What does your role mean in the kingdom of God? I know about your home. I know about your your work and your job and, and things like that. But I'm talking about the church. What is your role in the church? If you were to rate yourself on a scale of 0 to 10 today, are you going to be the person to finish the course? Or are you going to be the person to build the multi-story hotel on the beautiful location that God has given to you, but not have counted the cost of finishing your course with Christ? This is good stuff. I tell you, this will minister to you if you'll let it. Verse 31, Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the, the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. And if he can't stand, and if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own, including your own will. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, How do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away. Anyone who with ears to hear should listen, listen, and understand what he is saying. The church needs to rise up. The church needs to wake up. The church needs to take their rightful positions individually and corporately to overcome what's going on in the world right now. We shouldn't be cowering. We shouldn't be hiding somewhere. We shouldn't be fearful. We shouldn't be doubtful. We shouldn't be frustrated. No. No, you're empowered by Christ. He's telling you, just just come and follow me. Yeah, but the, the, the price is too great, Jesus. I mean, man, live, don't you see what's going on? Don't you see what's happening in my life already? And now you want me to do something for the kingdom of God too? You want me to deny myself, deny everything that's important to me? Yes. Trust me. Kind of like a child. You know, I remember when my kids were little. And I remember going, we had a swimming pool. Of course, you know, here in the desert, I hope you have access to a pool somewhere. But I can remember when they were very little and them standing on the edge of the pool and you know, the, the younger one would be seeing the older one swimming in the pool, but, you know, the younger one's still tentative, still in diapers or, you know, that, that age, two or three years old, afraid of, you know, jumping in, afraid of the cost of jumping into my arms as father. Now, there's no chance in the world that my son jumping into my arms in a swimming pool is going to receive any harm whatsoever. But that doesn't change how my son saw that. He had to build that trust. And he built that trust so much, he became an excellent swimmer. They all became excellent swimmers. They never would have become excellent swimmers if they didn't trust their father to get in that water. And I believe Christ is calling all of you into that water. 
I believe Christ is calling you to follow Him. I believe Christ has put desires in your heart that need your faith and your action to go and make it a reality. I know that Christ will be there when you run into the problems and the circumstances that you're going to encounter as you go out and do God's will. But you have to realize that God is going to be with you. I don't know how many times in the Bible it says God is with you or God is in you, but it's a lot of times. And he says that a lot because he wants you to know that. He'll stick closer than a brother, closer than the one that will betray you on your journey. You know, many, it talked about, you know, your father, your mother, your brother, all of them. They may not make the choices you're going to make in the kingdom of God. Are you willing to let that go and continue to pursue your call in Christ? God can restore everything that's lost, and I assure you he will. And we'll get into that over the next couple of weeks here. I want to end with this scripture. It says in Romans 8, 35-39, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor, uh, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord, who is calling us to come and follow Him and to do His will. God's going to cause you to become victorious in everything, but you'll never find out the strength that you have in Christ until you're willing to stand up. Stand up for the things of God in every area of your life and do what God has called you to do. Heavenly Father, I just thank You for every person watching this broadcast. I thank you for ministering to their hearts right where they are. I thank you for your supernatural power to touch them right now, Father God. Meet all their needs in accordance with the wondrous riches and glory found only in Jesus Christ, the one who is calling us to come and follow him and pick up our cross and do what only we can do through him want to make sure all of you have this incredible opportunity to receive Jesus, the one I'm talking about tonight, as your Lord and Savior. It's important that you receive Him. It's important that you receive Him today, afresh and anew. If you've walked away from the Lord, don't worry. He's not worried about where you were. He's worried that He's not worried. He's, 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 he's impressed that you're here again today. And He wants to bless your life. So let's say this prayer to get our hearts right with, with Christ tonight. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We ask you to forgive us of all of our sins. We make you the Lord of our lives. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. That's all it takes to accept the call of Christ.
to get it started. All you have to do now is continue on. Fight the good fight of faith, and you will overcome in every area of your life. I want to invite all of you to our Sunday services. We're having them here at this location at 949 East Bell Road. And we're also going to continue those Sunday services uh, online. Those services are at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Tune in. Pastor Barb has an incredible message just for you. God bless you all.